From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Uh, welcome to Lighthouse Live. A special welcome to those of you uh, joining us around the world and uh, always picking up new listeners. And, and last uh, week, I couldn't even pronounce uh, some of those cities in, in Europe and a couple new Canadian Good. listeners today yay eh? yes and uh <laughs> we we visited some extended family relatives in uh in canada just uh last uh last well, month and a half ago and what a delightful mm. place place to visit and uh new um new listeners there from a place called like marsh hollow or marshy hollow or, or <laughs> right. uh, hollow marshmallow no that wasn't <laughs> marsh, marshy something Anyway, great, great to have you with us cool. here on the Lighthouse Live International yeah. Podcasting Network. Again, Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with Elaine Harlan, our uh, producer and co-host, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, with us as well. And uh, some special guests tonight. And by the way, if, uh, you know, and, and we're all headed there, uh, some of headed us where? sooner than later <laughs> into our into our mature years. And uh, tonight, uh, just just a, a, a wonderful and uh, I think very important uh, mm. uh, look at fall prevention, especially uh, for seniors. And we'll be talking about what uh, often causes falls and the fact that uh, many times they can be deadly, mm. you know, in addition to uh, producing uh, injuries and such. And uh, what, what is a wonderful way to bless our uh, parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, and maybe some neighbors near you by uh, taking some of the wisdom that we'll be talking about uh, tonight. Before we do that, though, let's visit with our friends from Voice. Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a challenge for all Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Speaking to a crowd gathered on a hillside, Jesus assured us that those who mourn will find comfort. The spiritually hungry will be filled, the pure in heart will see God, and peacemakers will be called sons of God. But with the last beatitude, Jesus' tone changed. He said, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Notice, Jesus didn't say if people insult you. He said when. In other words, committed Christians should expect persecution. But the next verse, Matthew 5:12, promises, Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For more truth from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. 
And we're back with you live on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, Al Ramsey, and our special guests from Fall Prevention. And we'll be introducing uh, them to you in just a little bit. And that doesn't mean preventing September or October. No, we wouldn't want to do that. That means uh, cooler temperatures. And we are enjoying those cooler temperatures. We want fall to come, actually. We do indeed. Uh, But first, we're going to take a look. Are you trying to go somewhere with all of that? We will. Okay. Perhaps. I'll quit interrupting you then. We'll fall into this. Uh, Fall into that. (laughs) <laughs> the Volunteer Center of the United Way with opportunities uh, to serve, such as the 7th Annual Cool Cars for Charity Car Show. Oh, we got Mr. Al's attention right away. This is going to take place on Saturday, September 20th, uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Stanislaw County Fairgrounds in Turlock. This non-judged fundraising event will feature hot rods, street rods, muscle cars, live entertainment and music, great food, yes. So can you put that 440 in my duster between (laughs) now and then? (laughs) They're planning. (laughs) They're plotting. (laughs) They're scheming. All proceeds will benefit uh, the Parent Resource Center and the Hospice of Emanuel Medical Center. Uh, Volunteers are needed between 1.30 and 5.00 to help out with refreshments and help with raffles, sell tickets, prizes, all those fun things. Groups are welcome. Uh, The Parent Resource Center, a child abuse prevention agency, offers emotional and educational support to pregnant teens and at-risk families with children under the age of five years. The Modesto Blind Bowlers, we love these guys. If you love bowling, be a pin spotter uh, for the Modesto Blind Bowlers. This is a league of vision impaired bowlers volunteers aged 15 years and older advise the bowlers of the number and order of pins left standing and after each throw they keep track of the game score now the league meets saturdays they've just started just this last week and it goes through the end of april from 11:30 till 1:30 in the afternoon you wanted to say something no, I'm just saying I, you know, I'd, I'd go, but they keep throwing me down the alley. And <laughs> I knew it's just, it. This takes place at the McHenry kind of Bowl in, Mod- yeah. <laughs> in Modesto, and training is provided. Uh, they can even help out Pastor Mike. So, and our good so friend there. Marty Lancer yes. uh, will oh, be there. And, great, yeah, it's great, great people to be had yeah. by all. The Modesto Blind Bowlers promotes the sport of blind bowling and partnership opportunities uh, for both vision impaired and sighted individuals. This what really ticks me off is they bowl better than I do. You know, <laughs> well, I don't know. I heard you were pretty good, so I don't know. Anyway, Stanislaw vicious Can- rumors. I think <laughs> Stanislaw County Health Services Agency provide health services to seniors at the annual Public Health Services Senior Flu Clinics. Uh, volunteers are needed to greet the public in a courteous manner, uh, distribute flu shots, as opposed to a discourteous. That's manner. correct. It's important and to, to assist not do that. staff. You got it. Assist staff with registration, uh, prepare receipts, and direct the public to the flu clinic nurses. Uh, volunteers should be at least 18 years old and be friendly uh, with great communication skills, uh, be responsible, and you may need to stand for long periods of time. Uh, licensed registered nurses are also needed to administer flu vaccine, uh, fill those syringes, uh, take medical history, provide health education, and make patients feel at ease. Uh, volunteers must have a current uh, RN license, knowledge of all infection control and confidentiality policies. You must have good communication skills. I think we said that physical uh, mobility and should enjoy working with a diverse population. Uh, interested individuals are asked to complete a volunteer application prior to September 30th. Flu clinics are open, and boy, it's coming up quickly, mm. October through December 
uh, at various times and locations. Flexible scheduling is available and training is provided. The HSA is a network of outpatient medical programs and services providing health care information and support to our community. And if any of these uh, items interest you, and we hope that some of them do, and there are so many more uh, that you can volunteer for, we want you to contact this time Janet Jensen. She's filling in for Barbara Borba through October 16th, and you can reach her at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, contact Janet Jensen at 209-524-1307, extension 113, or you can email her at bborba at uwaystan.org. And you can always call us here at 209-544-9571. We'd be oh so happy to answer any of those questions for you. I want to remind you of a couple of calendar things coming up as well. This Thursday, ABC is going to be at the Volunteer Fair at Johansson High School. 3,000, over 3,000 students are going to be checking out uh, opportunities to serve, and we're excited about that. We'll be out there from 1040 in the morning until about, oh, 1230 in the afternoon or so. So we're going to be looking forward to connecting uh, students with opportunities to get outside of the four walls of the school buildings and home and so forth and serving in the community. And then on Sunday, September 21st, this coming Sunday, Pastor Mike is going to be preaching at the Turlock Community Fellowship. That's in Turlock, Pastor Michael Wright's church, and we just love him. What a precious uh, man he is. Yeah, he is. really is one of God's guests oh, to this community. What a, what a humble guy, and yet God uses him mm-hmm. internationally for yes. reconciliation ministry. Certainly just does. Yeah. And Pastor, uh, Pastor Michael Wright's church is uh, located at the Community Continuum College. That's at 1731 Colorado Avenue, and uh, church service begins at 1040. AM. So we hope that you can uh, join us for that. We do have some needs here uh, within the AVC uh, world. Need of men's clothing right now. Pant sizes. If you have any of these items to donate, we certainly hope that you will contact us. Uh, Waist sizes 34, 36, 38, and 40. And length sizes vary from 32 to 34 inches in length. Uh, shoe sizes, if you have these to donate, please get in touch with us. Size 11 and a half or 12 and a half shoes, those uh, items are needed. Also needed uh, for donation right now, we have beds and refrigerators, all sizes. I guess most refrigerators come in one size, but no one size fits cold. all. But cold, <laughs> that yeah. will work. Uh, also, we need people who can do plumbing and simple repair work skilled in trades and if you're a handyman or woman we need your skills and Mm, expertise you bet so call us again at 209-544-9571 and we would be glad to connect you with those opportunities to serve we even had a need come in for a japanese translator or a translator who speaks japanese from english to japanese absolutely Hi, Jill. Come on in. Oh, it's so good to see. Uh, if you can provide those services, uh, Bethany Christian Services is looking absolutely. for that. Uh, again, you can give us a call at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. Or Elaine updates the daily update page on a regular basis. We do. At org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. You know, if you know us very well, then you probably are aware that we serve uh, the senior population quite a bit. Now, Pastor Mike um, jokes about the idea that he receives mail quite often from AARP. Yeah, that's still torquing me off. (laughs) 
I did not ask for that AARP mailing, but they insist on sending me stuff. No, I'm being facetious, sort of. But, you know, that aside, we hope that tonight's guest will enlighten you the way that we've been uh, enlightened, as we've been fortunate uh, enough, have we not, to be a part mm. of the Fall Prevention uh, Coalition as we uh, unwrap what this is all about. And we'll just go around and introduce to you who's around the table. Of course, we just mentioned our, our one of our favorite friends in the whole wide world, Jill, Jill Erickson, just walked in the door. Welcome to you, Jill. But Kim Bache is here, and Kim uh, kind of started this uh, coalition. And, and, and also uh, Joe Fantasia uh, is here with us as well. And Kim, if you would just get us started and tell us uh, tonight why it's important that we talk about this and what fall prevention is all about. And again, we're not trying to prevent the, the season of fall, but prevent falls from happening. Okay, well, thank you for having us. And uh, the Fall Prevention Coalition in Stanislaus County, um, it kind of all got started with a grant from Archstone Foundation. And with the grant, we were to put together a coalition where different agencies in the county can come together and kind of assess the needs in Stanislaus County for falls. And um, so with this coalition, we've joined all these agencies in the community to, and we did a needs assessment to find what services exist related to fall prevention or activities that already are here in Stanislaus County and what is needed. And what we found from this needs assessment is there's not a whole lot of programs that are offered currently to help reduce the risk of falls. And, and falls are the number one cause of death um, in the older population. And falls happen every day, and they happen in the home, and they happen a lot in, in different areas in, in everyday living. So with the coalition, we're hoping to increase awareness of where falls can happen and the steps you can take to prevent those falls. So there's different areas of fall prevention, and they go from medical management, um, you know, managing your medications, to exercising, to home modifications, making some changes, and behavior modifications. So those are the areas that we're focusing on um, for fall prevention with our coalition. Jill, let's talk a little bit about the need here. Uh, we've been partnering with the Area Agency on Aging for several years now to serve uh, um, about a bazillion seniors <laughs> in our area. <laughs> and, you know, everything from installing grab bars to uh, fixing holes in the walls and such. But let's talk about, because I, I'm not sure that, that you know, we, we particularly, unless we've taken care of an elderly parent or, or grandparent, we're particularly aware of the magnitude of what happens when a, a senior has a fall. We think, well, you know, sometimes they get a, a broken hip. But uh, the, the fallout from that, no pun intended, is, is uh, pretty serious. And uh, we, could, we could reduce a lot of medical bills and a lot of uh, uh, angst and, and a lot of death, as, as Kim has uh, mentioned, by doing a little bit of mitigation on the front end. Let's talk about the seriousness of what happens when, when people fall. I'm glad you, you're talking about that, Pastor Mike, because I think in general I've always kind of felt that people don't take it very seriously. I, I think they're almost lucky. Should I, can I say lucky to get a, a, a kind of warning when they've had a fall without an injury? Yes. And we know that, you know, people who have had a fall are at such a greater risk. Every fall they have um, it increases their risk, you know, tenfold probably about having a fall with an injury and, and can have death. I know that Kim has some of the statistics, but one of the ones that I've always been – 
kind of should kind of be an eye opener for people is I think 50% of the people who go into the hospital with the broken hip never come out oh, of the hospital. Isn't that amazing? And, wow. and if that doesn't scare you, you know, I don't know how to get people's attention because you can do something to prevent falls. And this is Joe's expert as a physical therapist, um, to tell people some of the things to get that, to get it evaluated. Why are you falling? Sometimes, like Kim say, it's a medication. Sometimes it's, you know, you're just weak and frail, but you can make changes and improve your strength and balance. And with physical therapy, I mean, they can do amazing things. Or maybe it's an inner ear balance thing. You know, there's a lot of different reasons people fall. And instead of just kind of trying to maybe, you know, be a little bit in denial about your risk of falling, you know, try and really take it seriously and, and try and do something to prevent the next fall. And it may, you know, very well save your life or save a real injury that can be months of rehab in a hospital, and some people, it can mean a nursing home. So well, you, I'm you really glad. you just hit on something a moment ago, and, and that deals, you know, I don't know, maybe more with us male animals than the female, but, mm-hmm. you know. Fess <laughs> uh, uh, up. Yeah, fessing up. Yeah, I don't, exactly. Need to, you know, <laughs> I don't need to worry about that. But oh, uh, yeah. is, is, is a lot of the, the problem kind of ego and GI I don't. I don't need to worry about that because I've never fallen and and I'm okay. Is is mm. kind of that mental attitude a lot of what we're trying to deal with? You know, I I really do believe it. A lot of it is that. Mm. I mean, my own my own parents are elderly. My mother is, I think, seventy eight. My dad's eighty four. Mm. And I keep you know been talking to her a little bit about fall prevention because dad falls. Sure. Mm. And uh, he fell at a restaurant. You know, you talk about where you fall. You can fall in a in a parking lot. You can Anywhere. fall at your home sure. and go in the bathroom. Yes. There's frequent places and. You know, you know, you can't deny that he fell at a restaurant and he's fallen more than once. And I offered to get him a cane or get him something to help him. And you know, don't don't uh, make him look old. (laughs) He's 84 and he's falling. You know, and so it's frustrating because even when you you have all the data, you show them you're even part of a fall coalition. You sometimes can't convince people that this is a real risk and you can do something to stop that from happening. Now, your dad has the benefit of you and and his wife. That's right. A lot of seniors in our community are alone. Families have abandoned Mm -hmm. them, and they they could potentially be there for a long time for anybody notices. And this is uh, the case many times. Yeah, and we we share these clients. I mean, you guys have been a blessing to us with grab bar, you know, grab bar installation, excuse me. And the grab bars and simple assisted devices and things can sometimes be some of the things that can help them from falling. Mm. So I think a lot of people who are have fallen multiple times do recognize you know i got to do something here because i i can't pull myself up when i'm going to the bathroom or you know i need to i can't get, take a bath anymore because right. of, they know right. they're that they're afraid you know so but a lot of people don't reach out and even if they do know they have a need they don't know where to go to so i appreciate this just chance to get the word out about our information line about the fall prevention and there's help out there thank you we so appreciate the three of you taking your time to be with us back to that statistic Fifty percent. That's scary. And I remember Kim watching a film with with the team there one day. That was a real eye opener to me. And I'm thinking, I don't think I knew this before. And you know, do a lot of people are they like me? Are they unaware of this information? I mean, it's like, wow, this was really enlightening to me. I I did not know this. I think I've been going out and doing a lot of fall prevention presentations, and and the first part of the presentation is those eye-opening statistics that I don't think people are aware of. And and that's one goal of the coalition is to increase the awareness in the community amongst providers and the seniors themselves, um, these alarming statistics Mm. and the steps that we can hopefully help try to reduce their risk of falling. 
Now, Kim, you have decades before you even have to consider know, being a senior. What, you are so what, young. Uh, well, well, I'm just curious. What, what, what gave you a passion for this uh, particular aspect of, of helping our community? You know, I, I never really thought this is where I would be, but um, I, I started with Healthy Aging Association and teaching the exercise, our exercise program, The Young at Heart, which focuses on balance and strength training, and I fell in love with it. I love working with this population, oh, and cool. and this coalition just came a part of healthy aging, although fall prevention with the strength training has always been, been there, but actually focusing on the other areas besides the physical activity has been just so exciting, and to see somebody improve in their overall health by doing these things is just amazing mm. itself. So She's at the Stoic I'm going to be here. Too. <laughs> I think I'm going to be here for a long time. So. Well, you know, right. Joe Fantasia, you are a young spring chicken yourself. I mean, <laughs> move up to your microphone and tell us how you, now you, physical therapist, is yeah. that your? Yeah, I'm a physical therapist okay. at Memorial Hospital, uh-huh. and I work with people that um, unfortunately have not heeded the warnings or, you know, accidents happen. And, you know, 65 year or older, you're looking at some time within this year, one third of the population will have a fall. So Mm, and when it gets to 80, you're you're talking half the population will have a fall with serious consequences that changes their life forever. And we see husbands and wives, you know, wife will fall or husband will fall. Uh, example, somebody ca- crossing a street, it dramatically changed their life. The, uh, the, some of these people I'm thinking about never got home again, you know, and mm. some of them succumbed. We hear about the ones that um, that are friends that, that, that don't make it. And so um, in physical therapy, we'd like to see it um, really be in the community to get out there and do something about it before it gets to a point where you're falling. And I think that that's what's so great about some of the organizations that are out there that help. What happens physically, Joe, inside our bodies with the tissues? I, I wasn't aware of a lot of this. Can you explain? Well, actually, within every year we age, every day we age. And so some of the things, sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> Elaine was pointing at me. Did you see that, Mr. Owl? Yeah, it's like Rod, Rodney Dangerfield in here. No respect. Go ahead, Sorry. Joe. But we all age. And some of the things that happens, uh, you know, our, sensor, our sensations off, you know, you might not feel it, it with your toes like you did when you were mm. two years old. Mm. You know, most of us are, have been walking since age one. That's when we really start. And um, so some of those things are a little bit different. Our sense of balance changes. The, the speed at which those nerves are, conduct changes. You know, our strength, We uh, as we age, you know, when you don't use it, you lose it. You hear that. And if you aren't out there actively working on your balance and checking your balance, you know, you take your – how often do you guys take your cars in? You guys take them oh. in, you know, they have it <laughs> tuned up. Well, you do that, your car's not going to be around for a while. We should at least check our balance once a year at the very minimum. And there are some simple balance tests if you come to our – event that we're having we're going to hand you some give uh, some us an information. example can, we, can you verbally as far as a, a balance test yeah. oh no you have to come to oh, the event. oh okay <laughs> for but, our listeners that are like in paris and places that we can't pronounce well what we do is <laughs> there's a series the american physical therapy association has a website you can go to that also has a little balance test that you can take you can do for at home and it's uh you take a stopwatch and there's a series of 
things that you go through. And if you lose your balance, guess what? You might should have, you know, a checkup with your doctor and see what's going on. Because there are things that are fixable. And so mm. one of the things that we also see in the hospital is, unfortunately, and, and I think Jill spoke to it a little bit, people have a pride that they don't want, you know, we all age. You have to face that. And there are some things that you need to, you know, a life well lived is one that you can do what you need to do, what our creator wanted us to yes, do. Yes. And if you're in a hospital, I mean, maybe you can be used that way, but um, he, he might not have intended us to um you know, succumb to a, a, something like that, or at least not go through that path. Um, and so I think that there are some things that you can do to help live a better life you know, and be used in a different way. Joe, so, what are the most common types of problems that you see as resulting from falls? I mean, immediately I think of hips, so, you know, as I'm thinking yeah, of my why? family, a lot of, you know, my, my father-in-law has had six hip replacements, three on each side, you know, I mean, uh, I think of that, but are, are there other uh, things that uh, uh, people suffer from that we, we don't often think of? Well, some of the more devastating ones, we get people that have severe head injuries. They're never um, the same. Yeah. You just are completely mm -hmm. changed to the point of where you can't even move or can't even respond to your relatives mm -hmm. or your friends. Um, you get spinal cord injuries. I've had several. I've had patients that we tell them not to go home and uh, yeah, alone, and they say that they have the right and they want to. They don't want to go to rehab or they don't want to have anybody come into their house and help them out. Um, sometimes that's even that's free. a very it's big often. problem. We get that often as well. People yes. go home prematurely. They they go home without the help, but they'll say there's help there when there really isn't or it's inadequate. Mm. Joe, that's a really good point. Now, is that because of cost or just don't want to? I think it's it's don't want to. They don't want to be in the hospital. They don't want to go through the therapy. They just want to go back to normal, mm. and they're not ready. I see that a don't lot. Don't want too. to bother their family. Mm -hmm. I've had okay. this oh, one that I'm thinking about. He didn't want to bother his family. He went home. Um, he fell and broke his neck, and he oh. was uh, he was paralyzed from about you know waist down. And what can mm. you do? I mean, you, you can probably listen to those around you that say you need some help. Mm. You know that um, to try to get the people involved in a way that you wouldn't have that fall because that particular gentleman, that was, that was pretty sad. I, I'd like to make a, a big point is that one of the things we're trying to promote is that if you've had that fall, that I call it the wake-up call, that you weren't injured, mm -hmm. that you can ask your physician to be referred to a physical mm -hmm. therapist for an evaluation. And that's really, that's, I think, a good starting point for you. Uh, you know, we promote, the, of course, the young and heart fitness and getting strength and balance, but some people aren't really ready to jump right to that spot and are afraid to do that. So find out. Make that. Ask your physician. I mean, physicians can really make a difference here by acknowledging and asking about fall history, and then referring to the appropriate physical therapy group and get that fall, uh, you know, balance and strength um, evaluation so that they can help prevent more falls. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I think the reality too is that our population is aging. You know, the baby boomers, those of us who used to be babies, aren't. We're booming, but we're not babies anymore, and uh, the population is aging in a tremendous way and quite a burden now being put on other uh, the upcoming generations to take care of us you know mm -hmm. and uh, so just admire the uh, um, the emphasis that you're putting on the front end upon the mitigation you know if you want to prevent a, a forest fire you go and you clear away the dead brush and you do what you need to do to uh, you know you do fire breaks to make sure that and and we're doing much the same here just by education 
What do you think, uh, Jill? How, you know, c- can we have a huge impact uh, in our community? Uh, I don't want to say just. I'm not minimizing that, but but just by uh, providing people with the education. I mean, do, do you feel there's going to be a, a pretty big impact from that? I, I really do think the potential to really kind of wake people up about falls. You know, I, I think I honestly believe that this is a huge public health issue, and as you say. As we get more people, the age 80 and older is the fastest growing segment of our population. Mm. And it's a really good point you made because people don't realize. So those numbers are only going to grow. Uh, there's another statistic about maybe of all injuries. This is all injuries, including motor vehicle and so forth. It might 40% of them might be the elderly, but that's 60% or more of the whole cost of all Medicare, uh, medical so you talk about cost. I was just going to so say that, that age group is most of what's been the hospital. So you might get in a car accident, you know, you might, but if you have a fall from an injury, you're going to cost the the whole hospital system much more money. It's it's our healthcare dollars are going to the elderly in a lot of ways, and this is one way that we know can be prevented. People who are going to physical therapy now are because they already had the fall and were injured. Right. And we got to turn that around and get yeah. them to going to before they're injured, so that they don't get a, an injury with the next fall. I guess what's frustrating is it's preventable and it's predictable. You know, it's predictable. You can, I know that some of your loved ones that you're watching, you know that they're at risk and you just need to get them in there. And that, that doesn't, nobody wants to have things taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as right. who wants to be in a situation where they can't make choices in their lives. And so if you make the choice now to take care of yourself, get into one of these programs, beef up your balance, you'll never come and see me and I'll be happy. Exactly. You know, and that, that's a good thing. You're going to have enough work. I do. I do. I'm yeah. fine. You know, I'm looking at uh, behind uh, Joe and Kim is, is a board that our Energizer Bunny, John yes. uh, Engel, yes. did with a couple of different kinds of grab bars, a transfer, miniature transfer pole there, and, uh, you know, little things for people like with our arthritis, you know, a, a rubber uh, doorknob there that you can grab and make things uh, a lot easier. Uh, you know, relatively inexpensive things that don't take a whole lot of time to install can save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on on the other end and and of course joe as you're intimately familiar with uh health ain't, ain't cheap today either nope, right? it's not yeah. and nobody really wants to be in the system i you know i i'm glad <laughs> it's there but um i'd rather avoid the whole thing mm-hmm. sure and yet these things can provide the people and you were hitting on just a a, a moment ago joe the, the dignity uh, that they, they so long for uh, as they live independently. Mm-hmm. And these things help to, to provide that. Well, we've got part of the great team with the Fall Prevention uh, Coalition uh, with us. And right now, a very tender moment uh, as Brandon Heath shares from his brand new CD a song entitled Love Never Fails on Lighthouse Life. Love is not proud Love does not boast Love after all matters the most Love does not run Love does not hide Love does not keep locked inside Love is a river that flows through And love never fails you 
that sees at the end of time And love will protect Love always hopes And love still believes when you don't Love is the arms that are holding you Love never fails Never Fails. That's Brandon Heath on Lighthouse Live along with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our fall prevention team, Jill Erickson, Kim Beish, and Joe Fantasia. What a great song and what a great team. We're glad to have you here as we take a look at how falls may be prevented. And um, I guess most falls occur in the home. Is that correct, Kim? Yes. They can. Um, it does show, research does show that most falls happen in in the home and also around the home. But as Jill said before, I mean, they can happen as you're walking down the street or in a restaurant. Um, but most of the homes happen, most of the falls happen in or around the home. And so those are some of the things that we can prevent um, to reduce your risk of falling at your home. Medications are a big deal. Medication is huge. I was just thinking about that. I don't know that people, that's really on their radar screen. You know, they, they may have medication for something, whether it's blood pressure or whatever, and, and maybe it brings it down, you know, too low. And uh, as we were talking about earlier, they stand up too fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a wide variety of things that, that, uh, that may cause this. And I, I think that's the value of the... Uh, healthy aging summit that's coming up and, and the fall prevention segment of that. And let's give that a little plug right now. Uh, yes. Coming up on Friday, October 10, tell us about that. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, the Healthy Aging um, with the Area Agency on Aging put together a Healthy Aging Summit, and this will be the sixth year. But what's exciting about this year is we're having a fall prevention section mm-hmm. with the uh, coalition. So we've been working away and, and planning out. It's actually a separate section in the summit. So you have to come into the regular summit, and you'll be able to go to the fall prevention section. And in this area, we're going to be addressing the different components of fall prevention, focusing on, though you'll be able to do some balance um, screening there with Joe and his team from Memorial, and um, home modifications. We have AVC showing the, yes, some of the... Yeah. Um, 
demonstrations <laughs> and um, our board will be our, there, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. the, the things that you can do in the home, such as um, installing the grab bars and the ramps and the lighting and just the different things you can do in the home. Um, as well as medication management, we're having AARP and Walgreens downstairs um, with pharmacists. AARP, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pastor Mike will be yeah. there. <laughs> He'll check it They're out. They're haunting me. <laughs> They're following me. They're waiting for me to yeah. fall. <laughs> so, um, actually, there'll be an area downstairs. Um, so, they were encouraging everyone to bring their medications um, in their original containers, and the pharmacist will, will do a full screening mm. of some, maybe there's some medications that you might be able to wean out. Um, and so they'll do a full screening given you bring your um, all your over-counter and prescription medications. Uh, Vision will have the um, eye van there. Is that what it's called? The eye? Yeah, the Lions. The Lions, Lions Club has an eye, eye mobile. Eye mobile. Well, they'll be doing Vision. Right. Um, vision is another part mm -hmm. um, along with the hearing, with the inner ear. And um, am I missing something? Oh, and, and then we'll be doing senior fitness testing. So you'll be able to test your strength and see the areas where you may need some improvement in. Hey, Mr. Al will be there. Yes. They got a swimming pool or anything? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can see Al doing laps right there. And then. Be there with Michael Phelps, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> Many laps. Jill, I, I think one of the, the neat things that we see in this community is the various parts of the community working together. You know, none of us can, mm -hmm. can do it by ourselves. And uh, what, what we've, we've really seen over the past couple of years, and it's really hit home to us, is seems to be that there's a very um, uh, in, increasing openness on the part of government and non-governmental or organizations, nonprofits, ministries, churches, to work together. Uh, from your perspective, from, from the county as a, uh, a program manager and, and department head and such. Uh, what does that mean to you in terms of those community partnerships and, and helping you do your job uh, from a county perspective? Well, I, and thank you for pointing that out because we couldn't do our job very well without partnering mm -hmm. with so many of these nonprofits, faith-based organizations, and other agencies. Um, you know, and Joe brings, you know, it's, uh, a good example. This is the local hospitals and healthcare. Yes, Gentiva's exactly. been on board and the other community services agencies been on board. We're, you know, we're trying to get attention to public health and other organizations as well and, and reaching out to physicians and as much as we can. I think there's probably groups that should be there that we, we haven't gotten to yet, but, um, we welcome everyone. You know, it's like they say, you know, you can do more. You can just do more if we have more help. You know, united we stand and divided yes. we fall type yes. of a thing. And it's true. You can do so much more. You, uh, you know, we still have areas that we we really need help with, especially with grab bar installation. And we got the attention at Home Depot, and we got some uh, local right. medical um, companies coming out. Home Medco, I think, is right. going to come help us out with assisted devices. And some things are insurance-based, and some things are, you know, they don't want to ask family. So they have very few options. Maybe they don't want to admit to their family that they've fallen. So, you know, that's where, you know, you guys have been so wonderful, too. And, and there's such a greater need even than you can fill. So we have sure. to work together and, and, and try and get more helps and resources for these people so they can get some of these things taken care of and reduce their risk. <laughs> you know, you're, you're just talking about falling and not telling anybody. You know, I, how, how <laughs> images stick in your mind. You know, I remember I was a little kid. I was visiting my grandpa at his house, you know, and he was out and his puttering in his garage, and yeah, he was probably in his late 60s, early 70s at that point. But anyway, he fell. 
in in the garage, and it was you know Fibber McGee's garage. I mean, Grandpa just had stuff, you know, and, everywhere. And, and and he fell down and goes, you know, all there. And he looks up and he says, Mikey, Mikey, don't tell your mommy or your grandma that I fell. Okay, okay, you know. But I mean, that's what we do, you know. We 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 don't want to admit that, and and yet. Uh, you know, so serious damage can uh, can occur from that. So here here's the question, and I probably don't want to hear the answer, but at, at what age do we really need to start looking at ourselves and saying, you know, I need to start watching and, and looking for some signs, or, or is there an age that, that we have to look I don't, at? I don't know. Joe, you might have better, but I don't think there's an age. I think sometimes it's conditions like diabetes mm. and hypertension, and, mm. and sometimes, you know, that's at many younger age than for others. So, Joe, you yeah, can Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that you need to take a look at... Um, your medical status and have a, do- a physician take a look at you definitely on a yearly basis, but even sooner if you're having any other problems that, that need to be taken care of. And, you know, I, I think that God gives us wives, uh, you know, the, us to keep us honest because I can't tell you how many times the, the, the guy, well, have you had any falls? He's like shaking his head no. And the wife's, and you, the wife's like, yeah. Remember or, when. <laughs> yeah. Or she'll just stand up. So, you know, that, that happens so often. It just brought yeah. that to I, mind I think, when you're telling me that story. Yeah. You know, oh, you, yeah. I, we, don't you all, you know, you said about, you know, people don't take it seriously. But I think that I really want to call it a wake-up call because if you've had a fall, you know, you know, take that seriously and say, you know, why did I fall? You know, once in a while, you know, I, I can fall. We can all fall. You can I be don't. 20, 30. You tripped on something. It could be just a freak thing. I fall once in the last five years, and that was the first time I've ever fallen. You know, but mm-hmm. if you're falling, you know, I fall, I fell six months ago, and, you know, I was dizzy or I was lightheaded. If you can't, you're unstable when you walk or you're getting up and getting down from your bed or from the bathroom. You know, you. I think people know. It's not just yeah. that you tripped over something <laughs> right. that was an, you know, an object in the way. Pay or attention. Something like that. Do Pay something attention. about it. Yeah. The ground gets harder every year. You know. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a, <laughs> what, and, and I think this this issue about medications. You know, we often don't think about that. That, you know, maybe it's uh, high blood pressure or maybe it's you know whatever. Um, that we start when, when we start a new medication for something that that should be a trigger there, shouldn't it? That we need to be watching, and that doesn't necessarily come on the. Well, how do you read the label? I mean, it's tons of fine print, and at this point, my eyes can't read it anyway. So you know, you don't see it from there, and the doctor doesn't necessarily, tell, and the pharmacist doesn't necessarily tell you about that. So you know, great reminders that a little thing like that, just medications for whatever, whatever age we are, can trigger. Uh, can trigger a problem. You know, and it's not just the type of medication. Medication errors is, is really huge. Mm. Um, you know, my, my father, I was, you know, using him as an example, unfortunately, but he was, you know, organizing his own medications, putting him into the little trays, and I came to kind of just check up on him to see if he was putting him in correctly, and I would find um, diuretics underneath. Like he would, you know, he thought he put him in, but his vision's uh, not that good. Yeah. And he missed the tray and we go underneath. So he was actually not taking. Ooh. And I found, in one week, I found two diuretic pills underneath his tray where he wasn't he didn't take those and that could be blood pressure medicine or diabetes medication so you think that your loved one might be doing it but you need to kind of maybe if you are a family member or a child or a spouse you can kind of just check to see and help them because they may not ask for your help but like you say about wives you know maybe you need to offer and just do anyway um, you know, I'm going to buy my father a cane and leave it by the door. <laughs> and that might be the trigger. You know, he'll start using it if he really needs it. You know, I think that's part of the thing. So medications are, are important. And, again, physician and pharmacist can be very helpful 
and physical therapy. They'll uh, they'll look at that when they exactly. do their evaluation as well. You know, it struck me sitting in on one of your your meetings and. and God sent us a wonderful, oh, wonderful he? guy that's Big able to represent to us, Jim, Jim Norby. Norby. We just love uh, him. What a wonderful person yes. and tremendous, tremendous uh, skills and, and life skills and, and experience God mm-hmm. has given him to be able to uh, represent us there. But I remember in one of those meetings we were talking about the fact that uh, when, when we look at statistics, we don't necessarily gather all the information about falls because someone may go to the hospital for something a fall is intrinsic into that whole issue, but it's not necessarily reported. And so there's, it would seem, at least what I was hearing, is there's almost an invisible uh, area and an impact from fall prevention that we don't normally see or think about that may not even be reported, right? Absolutely. In fact, we know that um, what's really, it's hospitalizations or in deaths from falls if it, they actually gathered that history. So we think it's, you know, a lot more than even what's yeah, actually reported okay. now. It's underreported, and we know that very well. And I can tell you that there are patients that come in, they have their fall, they go ahead and they go to rehab, and they're doing well, fairly well. They might get a pneumonia, and unfortunately, they succumb to that. But they wouldn't have gotten the pneumonia or the mm. other problems. You know, their diabetes wouldn't have gone out of whack if the fall hadn't occurred in the first place. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We've got lots more on fall prevention right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? activating those resources, and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. 
ABC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. ABC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. ABC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our team from the Fall Prevention Coalition. And we just want to thank you for listening wherever you may happen to, to be, no matter where that is on the globe. And uh, what a, a great uh, guest uh, around the table that we have tonight, Fall Prevention. And what an important topic that we've been sharing uh, around the table, how to prevent uh, falls. What an, an important thing for all of us uh, to address because uh, we all have to face that at some point in our lives. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you have an awareness week that you're kicking off uh, with the county council here in the Stanislaw County. Kim, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it's actually the first year it passed state level, and we're bringing it here to Stanislaus County to right. um, implement Fall Prevention Awareness Week, the first week of fall every year. Mm. And we are making a proclamation to the Board of Supervisors tomorrow. And so each year it will change, but this year will be September 21st through the 27th. Um, so we're encouraging those who, who are able to provide services or activities to, to do fall prevention activities and increase the awareness. And if you go to the stopfalls.org, they will, they're a website from the Fall Prevention Center of Excellence who we work with to get some of the materials. They guide us through, through forming this whole coalition. But stopfalls.org will provide you with a list of activities that you can do. Um, for those in independent living facilities or senior centers or wherever you may be um, and get the word out about Fall Prevention Awareness Week. So, Tell us a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, I, let, let's say we do have a fall and uh, what, what do we need to do to be to uh, 
swallow our pride and and uh, maybe uh, take some things that can assist us if we're having uh, trouble with dizziness and stu- and such. You know, we often think of a uh, you know the walker and a cane that 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 sort of thing. Um, tough for people to graduate to that. I mean, if you've lived all your life and you never had to deal with a walker and a cane, it's kind of hard to to adjust to that. I mean, you know, we don't want to see people in public seeing us with a cane. Kind of embarrassing. Huh? What what yeah. kind of challenges do we have with with that dynamic? That's that's you know we come back to that every time. Uh, a lot of pride. Yes. You know it's a I lot imagine. of pride. And sure. I remember my mom saying, "You don't want to take his independence away to, about my father." And mm. me saying to her, "No, I just want him to stay independent." Mm. And I, you know it's a whole mindset. I'm trying to keep his independence, and she thinks I'm trying to take it it's away. It's hard for them to accept that, isn't it? It child? is, and it's yes. hard. You know you have to change your, like you say, an ounce of prevention. You know if if you can get them before they have the the fall with an injury, then really we're we're only helping them. It is hard, but you know, like I say, some people self-diagnose. You know, they they'll start with the cane, or they'll. And I think it's really better. You just kind of assume that I'm getting older and it's my muscles, but like I say, it may not be. Yeah. And so I really, it kind of all comes back to um, trying to evaluate. You can do a self-assessment. In fact, one of the things you can do now that we're just we're not quite ready, but if you contact Healthy Aging um, at five two three twenty eight hundred. Um, that's, of course, in Stanislaus County, the 209. 209. 523-2800. Um, we can send out some fall prevention information and a little home safety checklist. Because some of the things is to check some of the obvious home environment about things that might be where you're falling. And a typical is in the bathroom or in bedroom. the bedroom, getting up and down off a chair. So you can kind of know, start evaluating why you fell. Was it clutter in the house? Was it because I'm dizzy when I get up? Mm-hmm. Was, you know, start really trying to think, why did I fall? What was I doing when I fell? And maybe, like you say, oh, I was dizzy. Maybe I just thought I got up too fast, but was it your blood pressure or your diabetes? Or, your you know, so start thinking about that and then asking, you know, your pharmacist, your physician. And, and if you've fallen and, you, and you're really worried and you know you're less stable and you're not sure, then ask your physician about getting a referral to physical therapy so they can help you figure what that out. What a great resource to have. You know, it could be something simple like, have you eaten yet today or not eaten? You know, right, you may have for the diabetics, yeah. yeah big Med- time. Did you take your medication? It's a I mean, big mm-hmm. thing. You know, we have that side of the coin. And then on the other side of the coin, we run into this situation a lot of times, Jill. And, and I know, you know, you see it too with your organization. There are a lot of lonely people out there living by themselves who don't have anyone around mm-hmm. if they fall. What are they going to do? You know, and Joe, I don't know if you see this as a physical therapist or yeah, what, I do. Kim, if you do, but we see it a lot. We do. And you know what else? When Jill was talking, a lot of times people see a walker or a cane as this catastrophic event that happens in their life, like you getting your ARP. <laughs> oh, here we go again. But, Sorry about that, Mike. What he brought it up. But it doesn't have to be that. You know, you can you can actually take control of it and try to figure out what's going on. You know, be active in it. I did know? have a trash can right by the mailbox. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Shreds those things. Well, you know, it, it occurs to me too. You know, we talked about people who have no one. Um, how about the caregivers? How, how about the yes. the daughter that's taking care of mom or or, or the granddaughter taking care of grandma? Or, you know, <clears throat> what what do caregivers need to know? Who you know may be in their thirties or or forties and. And, uh, you know, they, they need the same type of education, right, for the person they're caring for. And, and, you know, it's hard because a lot of family members don't want to, you know, have these kind of confrontations with mm. their parent. It's a role reversal. Uh, and a lot of yeah. times 
caregivers are uncomfortable bringing it. It's like taking it about driving. It's, you know, it's the same kind of thing. They, they don't want to point out to their parents, you know, hey, I, I noticed that you're not walking too well. But we need to have these conversations, don't we? We do. Yes. We do. And, you, and, you know, you can be very gentle and just, you know, first thing is just and learn loving. more yourself, yes. like you say, about, you know, what are the risks and, and lovingly encourage, you know. Yes. And if they can't accept it, at least, you know, you can say that you did all your all you could to try to educate them and encourage them. Um, and that's really important. I think caregivers can see things that they don't see. Recognize, you know, maybe recognize, hey, I didn't realize I, I my dad walks down the hall bumping into the wall yes. multiple times as he goes down the hall. Mm. And when I pointed that out, then I, he really kind of had to admit, you know, I am off balance. I mean, I mean, he's actually falling into the wall multiple times as he walks down. Kim, you look like you want to say well, something. Well, there's a lot as she's talking is another part is someone who has had a fall. They're afraid. They develop this fear of having another uh, fall, yes. mm-hmm. and so they just don't do anything. They don't want to go out and strengthen the muscles. What if they fall when they go, or they don't? So then you start seeing them sedentary and, and losing their ability to it to works. really better themselves, and at, really that puts them more at risk of ha- having another fall. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole another side to that too, and. So there's things you can do. It's just... You know, that brings me back to the point we wanted to try and promote the healthy aging healthy. classes. Let's do that because our hour is quickly getting away yes, from us. Yes, healthy aging in Stanislaus County offers um, senior strength training classes and that helps build strength and flexibility and range of motion. And they're throughout Stanislaus County. And again, you can contact the healthy aging at 523-2800 for more information on where the classes are available. And that's in Stanislaus County, area code 209-523-2800. Remember that website, stopfalls.org, S-T-O-P-F-A-L-L-S, stopfalls.org. We just want to thank you all. The Fall Prevention Coalition, Kim Bache, Jill Erickson, and Joe Fantasia. And a special thanks from ABC's Jim Norby for being a part of this. Thank you so much. And thank you, dear friend, for listening to ABC's Lighthouse Live. Have a great week, and God bless you. Join us next week, the Dr. Zen, Dr. Jim Hinman. Have a great week. God bless you.